And we back. 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 And we Hey there, Michigan fans. Welcome into the Go Blue crew on Wolverine Sounds. I am your co-host, Tyler Fenwick. You can go to Twitter and follow me at Ty underscore Fenwick. The other co-host is Derek Devine, and you can follow him at Divine Identity. If you so choose, you can head to iTunes, search Wolverine Sounds, subscribe, and we've got this show and some other shows on there that you might enjoy. We're going to be talking about the spring game today, and the spring game is always... Uh, I got a love-hate thing with it because, I mean, football's back, obviously, which is awesome, but it's like only for a day, and you just kind of remember that you're in a deep, dark place, and you won't emerge from that tunnel until about August. But, you know, spring games, uh, obviously a big deal, so, but Derek, what were some of your general takeaways from what we saw on Saturday? Well, first, I, I think that it's really about as exciting as you'll get for a spring game. I know last year it was the goal line stand last year, uh, game-winning field goal this year. I mean, like you said, it, it kind of comes and it's a nice tease for, for college football, and then you realize you have a, a long summer wait until it actually comes. But I think Jim Harbaugh does a pretty good job. The The fans came out for the most part. I think just under 60,000 was the number. Uh, and we saw some different players, obviously some early enrollees, some some guys that didn't see a lot of playing time last year mixed in with a couple of the guys that did. So overall, I was I was impressed with what I saw. I enjoyed the presentation of it. It's good to see that Harbaugh uh, takes it seriously, yet gives something that the fans want to see, just like letting Wilton Spate play as long as he did. Uh, and just kind of having a quarterback battle between Spate and, and Peters. I know we'll probably talk about that later. Uh, but obviously Gary was in there for some plays. A guy like Devin Bush, I think of, made some big plays. And so you've got you got a mix of veterans. You got a mix of returners, and then obviously the the brand newbies that are fun to watch too. So overall, just a, a cool experience. Wish I would have made it down there, but decided to watch from afar this year. Yeah, spring games are usually, at least in my opinion, not that fun. I mean, we watch them, but I feel like most of the time it's kind of a formality. But the last two years, you mentioned it. I mean, they, these have been fun games to watch. I'm not like dozing off in the middle of the third quarter, uh, wondering you know when when NBA playoffs start or whatever. I mean, this was a, an engaging event, and I thought that was really cool. We got the goal line stand last year, last second field or you know game winning field goal this year. So it's been some pretty good stuff. I'm happy to see it. Yeah, I think of when I went, probably in college, I think it was, uh, Brady Hoke was still coaching. We usually don't like to mention Brady Hoke, but I went to the spring game and was really excited to go. Uh, Missed Michigan football, probably coming off of one of the better basketball years too even, but man, they did nothing. It It was like they ran a practice in front of everybody, and some teams do that. Some teams choose to do that, and knowing Brady Hoke's team, probably at that time, not a very good one. And so maybe that's what it took. They weren't ready to show things out on the field. And then I think of Harbaugh's first uh, spring game didn't really show much yet. He was a brand new coach, so maybe there wasn't much to show. Kind of, kind of a hey, here we are. I'm not going to show much. And then last year it was still good at the end, but a lot of the top players didn't play in it. This year I think he did even a better job. Uh, it's his third spring game, obviously. 
uh, going into his third season, so I think he has it all figured out. I think guys have not only bought into the system, but there's plenty of guys on the roster that obviously understand his type of football, and the guys he's recruiting seem to be able to pick it up pretty quickly, especially the early enrollees. So I think I, I watched a couple of other ones. Like I watched Michigan State's uh, for about – maybe five minutes, and I think they did kind of offensive scores versus defensive scores. I know some teams do that as well, but to get a full game, uh, four 10-minute quarters, uh, pretty uh, pretty cool for, for a spring game. You know, one word I think would that would describe that nicely, Michigan spring game, engaging. Do you know anything about being engaging, Derek? I do. I actually recently engaged, Tyler. Oh, my God. Are you serious? I am, I am. News to everybody, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, so, well, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about that sometime down the road. Uh, defensively, I know the old cliche is that you always want to rebuild, or excuse me, reload, not necessarily rebuild. And I don't know about you, but I get kind of tired of hearing that kind of talk. I think it might be true with Michigan this year. Losing all but one starter, that's Mike McCray, linebacker, just judging from that spring game and looking back to last season and some of those guys who were stepping in, not necessarily as starters, but, you know, Rashawn Gary comes to mind, obviously, on the defensive line. It looks like a true reloading effort that could really pan out. And uh, Chris Evans said after the game that this defense might actually be faster than last defense, than last year's defense. So I think there's a lot to look forward to there. Yeah, 100%. Uh, faster is something that comes to mind, sometimes even more athletic. I know you lose guys like Jabril Peppers and, and Taco Charlton, guys that seemed really athletic, but I think that the, the skill set is there. What you're lacking is the experience, uh, the development, uh, and the maturity. Uh, there's a lot of work to do maybe across the defense, but like you said, for good reason. A, a lot of key players are off to the NFL uh, a guy that looked really good is a Devin Bush. He was in the backfield all the time. Now, I know the offensive line is, is new and working too, uh, but a guy like Devin Bush obviously showed some promise. You think of a guy like Aubrey Solomon who's coming to campus, uh, Carlo Kemp, Ron Johnson, some other guys that could provide some support, and then uh, Monet and Maurice Hurst uh, and, and even Chase Winovich there. Names you recognize, uh, names that got some playing time last year, uh, but are really in that role now to take over. And I, the talent is there. It's just a matter of if they can execute on the defensive side of the ball as a, in a unit of 11 players, game to game. I mean, the season wears on. You saw Michigan kind of fall apart at the end of last season. So with some new guys and, and a tough game and a neutral side against Florida, might be a tough outing. But as, as the season goes on, I would not be surprised if these guys end up being just as good uh, if not better, in the, especially in the long run, uh, a couple of seasons from now. I know there's a lot to be excited about, but one thing in particular that I'm really looking forward to this season is seeing how Kalik Hudson fills in that Viper position for Jabril Peppers. He, I mean, he was all over the field, it looked like, on Saturday, making making some plays. I I don't want to say like he's going to step in there and and be everything Jabril Peppers was, but it doesn't look like Michigan is going to have a huge falling off at that position. Hudson looked really good on Saturday. Yeah, he did. And just like some of the other guys I mentioned, guys look good. They look like they're ready to fill the role. It's just a matter of developing over the, the summer, hitting the weight room. Uh, some of these guys need to gain weight. Some guys need to lose weight. Obviously, guys can get quicker. Uh, and then that fall camp and, and really that, that first 
first few weeks of the seasons, we're really going to see, okay, they're filling these roles. How well are they filling these roles? And I think Hudson's a guy who can who can definitely take over for what Jabril Peppers did. Won't have the hype that Peppers did, but if we talked about a couple of the times last season, Peppers didn't have didn't always have an outstanding game. There were games where his stat line was a little bit quieter, but because of his name and because people had to worry about him on offense and defense, he still was able to to kind of transform uh, the other team's uh, play calling. And, and that's what's really important about Jabril Peppers. Hudson might not have that yet. He could get that down the road, but what he is is a solid football player who's hungry for an opportunity to to be the next Michigan star. Sticking to the defensive side, were you impressed like I was with the overall play from the cornerbacks? I thought coverage looked pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Overall, I think that it's going to be a solid group. Again, a lot of these guys are young. A lot of these guys are looking for a chance to, to kind of show their stuff, but you're going against a very, very good receiving core. I know it's 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 a it's a core that hasn't showed much because a lot of it's gone, and a lot of the guys are kind of stepping into roles, just like on the defensive side. But when you have the top receiver in Donovan People Jones, and you have Tariq Black, who looks like he's going to show out all season, or Kakoa Crawford, who made some good plays last year, and even an Eddie McDoom around on a sweep. You've got playmakers. You know that it's just a matter of time until the receivers show their stuff, especially with a good quarterback. But to hold their own in the spring game, uh, outside of maybe a couple of pass interference calls uh, and, and getting burned deep maybe twice, I mean, they did come up with three interceptions overall. So very impressed with the group as, as a whole. And, again, another one of those spots where as the season goes on, I'm sure they'll just get better and better and, and people will really start to make a name for themselves and we'll find our next uh, Jabril Peppers or Jordan Lewis in, in the in the cornerback position. You mentioned Tariq Black. I was very impressed with him. Uh, it looked like John O'Corn. I believe it was John O'Corn who was really favoring Black in in the second half of that of that game. Is that is that right? Do you remember? Was that O'Corn who was really going after yeah. him? Okay, so and I thought Black looked really good. It looks like Michigan's really trying to develop him into a red zone threat. They they threw a couple fades to him down there. He got the better of St. Just a few times. So he was somebody that I really like watching, along with Peoples Jones. I mean, it was it was a very exciting group of receivers. I think to to look at and to see him go to work. And there were there were some you know drops here and there and whatnot. But but overall. Yeah, I didn't think there was much to be dis- disappointed in. But and you kind of touched on that, so I won't make you backtrack. So uh, the re- excuse me, not the receivers, the running backs. I didn't see anybody run away with it. Did you? No. Uh, I, I mean, I like Karan Higdon. I think he's going to bring a lot more than maybe people will give credit for this year. Obviously, Chris Evans is a guy who who busted out in the first game of the season last year, who people kind of kept pointing a finger at throughout the whole season. Uh, Had a good game against Florida State in the bowl as well. Uh, Ty Isaac obviously returning and has shown some stuff every once in a while. And then uh, Kareem Walker, a guy who people have a lot of expectations for, uh, has a good chance to make plays as well. But overall, I would say that might be the least impressive group, uh, especially in terms of the playmaking ability. Uh, obviously, the offensive line uh, would need some work too, as well as many roles. But I, I didn't see anything too exciting from the running backs. But if I think of when Peters was out there, that was a very pass-heavy offense uh, with that team. And so I'm not surprised that we didn't see uh, kind of the running that we expected. And then 
going along with the offensive line, they look they they had some trouble blocking overall. That would go for the run game as well. They've got to they've got to create holes for their backs, and when they can't do so, it puts a lot of work, especially that early in a season, uh, before the season starts to to be able to find all those gaps and make all those plays, especially for a young developing guy uh, like like a Chris Evans or a, a Kareem Walker. My heart was racing when I saw Chris Evans in the Wildcat. Do you think that's something that we might see this season? I would hope so. I mean, it was cool to see that that early. That's that's one of those things that makes the spring game fun. I know there's another uh, maybe a fullback pa- or a tight end pass or a wide receiver pass or something in there somewhere too. But to see that happen so early in the spring game, it gets it gets your head it gets the wheels spinning, man. Your head's thinking of all these crazy scenarios of, of where could this be used, when's it going to be used, and I think, like you said, with Luke Huxton, I mean, you're looking to fill a role of the Jabril Peppers, and he came in and played the Wildcat. Uh, maybe Hudson's not going to see time on the offense side of the ball, but maybe Chris Evans can. They they trust him in that position. I doubt he's going to throw, uh, but you you switch up the offensive flow there, and that's something that Jim Harbaugh's always done a good job at doing. And to show that he's willing to do that with a with a brand new player, uh, I think is a, is a positive sign for the offense and things to come. Okay, finally, the offensive line. Uh, things were ugly early. I thought they they patched some things up as the game went on. And honestly, some people mentioned this just on Twitter as I was watching the game and following along. That like It was kind of hard to make a true assessment of the offensive line because there was so much shuffling going on. But just overall, I mean, I, I didn't find a whole lot to be impressed with. Obviously, early it was so bad. So what was what was your takeaway there on the line? I mean, you think that they've they've battled through some injuries in the spring. Uh, you've got a bunch of guys who you know the names. Uh, some guys that are returning, veteran talent, obviously. When you're switching them on and off, I think that really serves as Harbaugh and and Drevno just kind of looking overall and just saying, hey, what what do we have? Uh, who's going to fit where? Uh, and and kind of what piece moving forward do we really need to focus on? What kind of what kind of skills do we need to work on? And nothing impressive, uh, but like you said, hard to really analyze. Like, okay, they're getting are they getting torn apart, or are they not making any holes for the running backs? I think overall they did a good job with the run. Uh, the pass blocking was lacking, uh, but you know they've they've got time to develop, and it really takes time in games for an offensive line to develop as a unit more than any other position. You've got to have a full unit working together at all times on every snap, and, and that's something that will probably come down the road. I think it could have been worse is, is what I'll end on. I think, I think that the offensive line could have looked horrific the whole time rather than just at the beginning where I think everyone kind of thought, oh, no, Spate has no time to throw. This is going to be a disaster of a season. So you don't sound like you're very worried about the offensive line. No, not not overall. I mean, you got to think. There's two different teams. You've got guys blocking on both sides. They're, they're playing each other. Uh, they had a draft, so you've got some players that you would expect to be on uh, the first first string of the depth chart, and then on both sides of the ball. So no, I'm not I'm not too worried. But come fall, and if it looks like that first game that whoever's quarterback uh, is having trouble finding time or it doesn't seem like the run blocking is there that's when I start to worry but I give these guys a chance to to get hit the weight room uh work on their skill set and then obviously put in some hard work in, in fall camp 
Obviously, everybody's been talking about this quarterback battle, and it seems like Michigan just perpetually has a quarterback battle. Like, we're never going to go into a season pretty sure it's this guy. It's always going to be like two or three, and they're vying for that starting job. What did you see from the quarterbacks in the spring game, and do you think somebody separated themselves? Uh, I don't, but I do think that it shows promise that each and every year Jim Harbaugh is going to have competition at the quarterback. I think that this was a year where you're coming off or, okay, it's probably going to be a corn, but Spate might have an opportunity. And then it ends up being Wilton Spate, and he plays well throughout most of the season. Kind of tails off a little bit in his performance there at the end. Obviously goes down in an injury uh, and misses a game. And then you turn to John O'Corn, who doesn't really have the experience you were expecting him to have. And then you got a guy like Brandon Peters, who everyone wanted to be the guy when he came in. He kind of gets forgotten about when he when he takes a season to redshirt. And I, I think that you see it as competition is such a good thing. And I think that this is great for Wilton Spate. It's not Wilton Spate's job this fall. That was very clear in the spring game, very clear to everybody early, players on the team, coaches, media, guys like us. It pushes Spate to be even better of a quarterback because if Michigan needs, if Michigan's going to take the next level, I think Wilton Spate or whoever is at quarterback needs to take the next level as well. And so if that if added competition each year in and out, especially with a McCaffrey coming to campus, I can picture him being in this role. Brand Peters was in the spring game next year. Now you've got three guys to choose from. And a year after that with some of the guys that could be coming to Michigan, you might have three or four guys that show some competition and. That is just a good thing. Jim Harbaugh is all about true, healthy competition in practices and camps and games. And I think that anyone that has to worry about their spot works that much harder in his system uh, to get there, to stay at the top, and to, to lead the team ultimately to victory. Wilton Spate was getting screwed over, frankly, in, like early in the game with that offensive line. He just had no time to make any kind of decent throw. And it was like, okay, of course, Brandon Peters looks better right now. But then as Spate got that protection, he still like wasn't looking that great. And I thought it was still Brandon Peters who was looking better. You mentioned earlier that, that Peters, you know, when he was on the field, it was kind of pass heavy. And he made some really good throws. It's, it's, you know, it seems like especially uh, going to his right side, he had, well, I'll wait in the game. It was like a, that 50-yarder. I yeah. can't remember to who, but I mean, that was, that was just a beautiful pass. I thought, you know, it was pretty clear that, that Peters was the better quarterback, not by a mile, certainly, but like if you were to just watch that game and say, okay, who do you want to be your starter? Even taking into consideration the bad protection that Spate got early in the game, I, would, I think I would still have to take Peters, and I think most people would, would probably do the same. Yeah, and I think there's nothing more in uh intimidating to be an opposing fan base or opposing team you look at like an Ohio State who uh, at one point has a Braxton Miller and a JT Barrett and a Cardell Jones and it seems like they have endless options at quarterback you've got to think with Jim Harbaugh and how much he values the quarterback position has done so well with quarterbacks that's going to be him at some point we all kind of expected this we've all hoped for this I think it's intimidating to see, okay, go out, Spate doesn't look that good. Shoot, Brandon Peters looks good, though. 
And John O'Corn obviously showed he can do enough to win a football game in the snow. And so you look at the team as, as a unit, as a whole, and say they've got multiple options. If a guy gets injured, they have a good backup. Uh, if a guy kind of fades out in the middle of the season is having some trouble, they have a good backup. And I think that it pushes the guys themselves, but it also is intimidating to the rest kind of looking into the program to see what, to figure out how to beat the Wolverines. Uh, they've got a lot of options in a lot of places, uh, but having options at quarterback is, is probably the most important. I'd also say for Wilton Spate, I wonder if any of it has to do with adjusting to this new pass game system with coordinator Pep Hamilton. Now, he's experienced enough to kind of know what he's doing and a Jim Harbaugh-based offense with Drevno and some of the other guys that have been there. But with a couple of new pieces on the offensive side, there's obviously some some new elements coming. That's why these guys are brought in. Uh, if they were just to come in and do the same thing that the guys before them did, uh, they wouldn't be good coaches. And so there's obviously some new elements, so maybe there's more of a level playing field in terms of that. But he does have a year of, of good experience, and so I think that that will probably propel him into the starting position. But if someone told me right now that they thought Brandon Peters was going to be a starting quarterback, I wouldn't be surprised if he marches out the starting quarterback uh, against Florida down in Texas. I foresee that for, for you know the rest of the spring, end of the summer, we're going to be talking about a quarterback battle between Wilton Spate and Brandon Peters, kind of leaving John O'Corn off to the side, like mentioning him, oh yeah, like he's, he's a possible third option. We'll see if he sneaks in there. What kind of chance do you give John O'Corn to win this thing? Uh, I'd say very little, uh, but we saw very little of him in the spring game. Uh, he obviously has a, a great work ethic. He's going to be working hard. He wants to compete for that position. He's not going to back down. Uh, in terms of size and style of play, yeah, I think that you, Spate is probably favored, but then Peters is, is just as big and looks like he has even better an arm, not afraid to throw it downfield, and has some more speed. So it's almost like Peters is a better a better look in terms of, of style and physique. And So John O'Corn kind of gets left as an afterthought, but, I mean, three quarterbacks competing has always means a good thing, and if, if John O'Corn can, can turn some heads in the fall camp, I wouldn't be surprised if he's at least mentioned uh, like he has been even after the spring game as a chance to start still. Something that really impressed me with O'Corn, and you mentioned that we didn't get to see a whole lot of him in the spring game, but when he was out there, he was not breaking down and running as often and as early as he did in last year's spring game. It seems like last year he was, you know, one, two, three, go. One, two, three, go constantly and he wasn't giving uh, any of his routes a chance to develop I thought that changed uh, on Saturday and you know hopefully I mean if, if if he ends up being the guy then you know I feel like that's something that we really have to pay attention to because he displayed that tendency last year and then on Saturday looked to be improved that's just something I, I think to pay attention to because he's obviously got the wheels it's just, you know, is he going to have the patience? That's that's the question with him. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you look at last year compared to this year and his improvement, I think that that was really one of the downfalls last year when looking at that quarterback position. As okay, O'Korn might look better, but he's very impatient in, in the pocket, and that's not going to work against some teams. And obviously, Wilton Spate did something over the summer and in the fall that elevated him to that starting position. So if O'Corn's approved that much in a year just in a spring game, uh, you can imagine that he's going to continue to improve as well. And it really shows that 
the spring game is great. It's important. It gives a chance for some of these guys to maybe break out some of the nerves. I mean, you're, you're playing in front of 110,000 every time you play at home. 58,000 doesn't quite match that, but that's the most that most of these guys that are new have ever played in front of, uh, and by a long shot for a lot of them. So it's a, it's a way to see who you have, uh, who can fill what role, and, and just as important as quarterback, these guys showed what they have now with the opportunities that they got in the field, and now they have a whole summer to, to reflect on that, a couple more practices this spring, and then obviously a very important fall if Michigan's looking to be a contender for anything big. All right, let's let's wrap this up just quickly. Uh, who do you think is the starting quarterback? Okay, let me rephrase that. I don't want you to make some far-off judgment and try to see the future. Just based on what you know, based on what you saw Saturday, who do you think ends up running away with it? I'm going to go with Chris Evans. <laughs> <laughs> just just uh, <laughs> Wildcat, always. It's Chris Evans. Hey, you know what? That that could work for some offenses. Not in the Big Ten and not for Michigan. I'm going to go with Wilton Spate. I think that he's got some added pressure. Uh, I think that he knows and clearly sees that people are talking about uh, Brandon Peters is a good-looking young quarterback. We all hoped and knew that Brandon Peters was going to be a good quarterback. That's why he was recruited. That's why he was highly touted. But I think Wilton Spate will – will work that much harder this summer and really kind of focus on on the film and all the aspects of the game that he seemed to lack. You've got to control the game without making mistakes at the quarterback position. I think that that's Spade's uh, biggest flaw so far is his sometimes inability to do that. Uh, And obviously he's a leader. He's got the experience. So I look to him to start next year. I've got no beef. I've got no beef with that. And yeah, next season, not next year. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, yeah, like I said, I got no beef with that. Uh, I think Spate is probably the safe pick, and usually when it comes to these things, I just I just make the safe pick. I, I don't want to try to try to give that that feeling that I'm like above and beyond everybody with my knowledge of what's going on because I'm really not. So well in things there. Once again, you've been listening to the Go Blue Crew. You can go to iTunes, search Wolverine Sounds, subcri- subscribe and listen to this show and other shows. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Ty underscore Fenwick and you can follow Derek at Divine Identity. The spring game was fun, although it was just a tease, a, a short little tease until we actually get to the 2017 season. We'll still have a lot to talk about, though, coming up to to finish up the spring and going into the summer, so please keep it tuned to the Go Blue crew. And until next time, go blue. Go blue.